Welcome back to Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim brings us the conclusion to his message today, Questioning Motives, from Luke chapter 20, verses 39 through 47. The Pharisees, Sadducees, and Herodians all took their shot at Jesus. Each one challenged him in some specific way. Of course, Jesus handled them all perfectly. But one of the things we learned through these episodes is that there is the question, obviously, but behind the question is the person asking the question. And in these cases, the questions tell you more about the person asking them, and you discover the motivation behind the questions themselves. Here's Pastor Tim. It needs to be biblically informed. If we're going to, as we talked about this morning, if we're to have biblical convictions, biblical convictions don't fall out of the air. They don't automatically become yours. You derive those things from your study of the Scriptures. So if my motive then is to know God, is as we saw in that verse this morning, is to please God, is to live a life of obedience before Him, if that's really my motivation then everything that I do is going to be linked to the fact that you know, whether or not this is God's will. If this is God's will, then even if it hurts, I should do it. If this is God's will, as much as I enjoy it, I'm ready to sacrifice it. To be able to say no to the flesh and yes to the Spirit is not nearly as much about discipline as it is about biblical aptitude. When I know what God wants me to do, then it becomes a matter of obedience. Their motives for striking out at Jesus is not because they believe that Messiah is coming and they just can't see how Jesus is it. There's not, there is not one scripture that the Pharisees, the scribes, the Herodians, or the Sadducees, there's not one scripture that any of them can go to and say, the Bible says this about the coming of Messiah and you don't fit that. Of all 300 plus uh, prophecies about the coming of Messiah, Jesus fulfilled every one of those perfectly. If there's any measure of slip-up, well, the scribes would have been on that, wouldn't they? They're studying their Bibles for the very same reason that they're questioning Jesus, <clears throat> that they might prove that he is wrong and that they are right. <clears throat> it's a terrible place to be, to try to continue to prove God wrong. You say, well, I would never do that. Yes, you do. We do. I've done that. To try to prove God wrong, God, no. <laughs> You're calling me to work in this particular area of church? No, 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 I can't do that. 
It's not what God says. And you'll spend a long time trying to work in other areas or just not serve at all. All in an attempt to prove that Jesus is wrong about you. And he's not. Be careful of your motives. He has gifted you. His spirit lives inside of you. And he has called you with an irrevocable call. Their motives. It's not based on brotherly affection. It's not because they love Jesus. It's not based on biblical aptitude. It's not because they know Jesus or even know His Word. Thirdly, their motives are not based even on basic authenticity. Not even that. It's not even that they're being true to themselves. You know? We, we, we might give them a, <clears throat> just a, a little bit of leeway by saying, well, you know, I mean, once a skeptic, also, always a skeptic. They're just always questioning. They're the doubting Thomases of the Jewish faith, you know? They're just, they just doubt, and, and, and Jesus is going to work with that, you know, work through that then with them. They're not being like Thomas at all. The basic authenticity of who they are is off in their motives. Pick it up in verse 45. Then, in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, all right, so don't miss the way that this conversation is going. The question that Jesus levied against them was directed to the scribes themselves. Those who had just walked up because they want to be patted on the back and they want to be recognized. Teacher, you have spoken well. And Jesus puts them in their place and allows them to just kind of meld back into the, you know, back into the crowd. So now he turns to his disciples, to those that really do love him. Those who really do want to know the scriptures and to follow those things in obedience. Those who really do want to please him. They're disciples, they are followers of Jesus. But he says it in such a way that not only can the disciples hear him, everybody can hear him including the scribes, including the Pharisees, including the Sadducees, including the Herodians, including everybody that's there and everybody that's here. If what he's saying to his disciples, he's saying to disciples, then he's saying to those of you who are disciples, those of you who are followers of his. And even if you're not there yet, he's saying it in such a way that everybody can hear. So listen up. This is what he said. Verse number 46. Beware of the scribes. That's, that's harsh, isn't it? I mean, beware. I mean, beware of the dog. I, I know about that one. In fact, when I was in Griffin, uh, right before I began pastoring Highland Church, and I was, uh, I was like a, I guess for lack of a better term, I was an intern through the association, uh, Flint River Association, working at Highland. 
And so one of my jobs was to survey the immediate neighborhood, which for us was a mill village that basically was two main streets that went through. It kind of shaped like an H, if you will. So I'd made my way all the way down both sides of one line, was making my way back up both sides of this other line. When I came upon this house that had a fence around it and it's overgrown, there's lots of, there's lots of, I really couldn't see the house. I mean, there was, there was so much stuff there. And the sign on the fence said, forget the dog, <laughs> beware of the owner. And I thought, I ain't going to that house. <laughs> I'm just going to walk on by. And as I'm walking by, I hear this voice from the other side of the fence, the other side of all the greenery. Hey, preacher, come on up here. Okay. So I, I go through the, side, the, through the gate that says, beware of the owner, and, uh, and go up there. He's sitting on his porch. He's sitting on the porch swing. He's got some other chairs there, and, uh, and so he says, sit down. And so I sit down with him, and sure enough, he's a member at Highland Church, and, uh, but just hadn't been in a long time. And so, you know, we just visited for just a little while, and a little small chat, and talking about his life, and his work at the mill, and, and all of those, those kinds of things. And then, of course, the conversation has to come around to church, and suddenly it gets a little bit cooler. <laughs> I'm not really interested necessarily just in talking to him about church. I want to talk to him about Jesus. I want to share the gospel with this man. And so the conversation goes from weather, sports, past, church, and now gospel. And he's gone from friendly, from warm, to cool, <laughs> to ice cold. But his head has gone from normal to severely hot <laughs> in just a matter of moments. Before it was all over with, he had cussed me out, and then that dog that I wasn't supposed to be aware of, he sicked him on me and sent me running out through that same gate that I just came into. Two weeks later, the funeral home calls. Mr. So-and-so has died, and his family has asked you to do his funeral. Well, that's fun, you know. It was one of my very first funerals, in fact. One of the first ones while I was there, I mean, I, at that point, I wasn't even the pastor of that church. And they'd asked me to come and do his funeral. And so I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be serious. You know, I think that's how I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be solemn and I'm standing in the back and I'm just, I'm just waiting to go in. You know, the, the, the casket is behind me, the family's behind me and and I'm just waiting for the funeral home director to say it's time to go. Funeral home director knows the story, reaches down and grabs me on the calf and says, bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't somber very long or serious. How sad. How sad to get to that point. 
Beware of the scribes. You only say that to beware of something when it's dangerous. Beware of the scribes. They are dangerous. Beware of those who say they know the Bible and don't know the Bible. Beware of those who say that they know God and that they serve Him and yet they don't. Beware of them. Notice what else he says. Beware of the scribes, and now here's their description, who desire to walk in long robes. They love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts. It's just stop there. That's what they like. That's what they long for. Here's a movie that I cannot uh, suggest that you watch, but there's a scene that is wonderful. It's called The Departed. And in this movie, The Departed, there are two men who have gone through police academy. Not really together, but they've gone through it at the same time. One is on a fast track to be a Massachusetts state trooper. The other person is really on a fast track to just be a beat cop for the most part. This man has really no family that's left. He has nobody else around him. And so the chief calls him in specifically for an interview. And right behind the chief is another man who's in charge of an undercover unit. And he just watches with great purpose. And after the chief kind of, you know, just kind of talks in circles to this guy, the undercover guy finally just looks up at him and he says this, Do you want to be a cop? Or do you want to look like a cop? Now, that's with a Boston accent, and I can't do that, so we'll just leave that right there. Do you want to be a cop, or do you want to look like a cop? And what he, when he begins to describe it, what he says is there are plenty of people who go to the academy and they want the uniform, and they want the respect, they want, to, they want to drive the car, and they want to have the weapons. They don't really want to be a policeman. Do you want to be a disciple? Or do you just want to look like a disciple? Beware of the scribes. They just want to look the part. They like the long robes. They love to be greeted in the marketplaces. They love to be given the best seats in the synagogue and the best places at the feasts. That's their motive. That's why they are where they are. They're not authentic as scribes, they're not authentic in their faith. They just want the good things that go along with being something. I was at a church one time that was, their service was televised. And there was a man who said that he wanted to join the choir. And he was willing to sing every Sunday. This was a church that was big enough that they had 
multiple people singing in the choir, and they just kind of rotated. And he said he would sing every week as long as he could have a specific seat in the choir. The specific seat was the one that was seen on camera right behind the preacher. As long as this is beneficial to my dental business, he was a dentist, then I'll sing in the choir. I'll serve God, I'll do for God, I'll do all of these things as long as I get something out of it for me. Beware of them. That is dangerous. Now here's where they really reveal themselves. Verse 47. Who... It's the scribes, the same ones. These are the people who desire these things. But he says, they devour widows' houses. And for a pretense, that's a great word in here. For a pretense, they make long prayers. That's who they are. They want to be seen. They want some personal attention, but they also want that personal gain. They would devour a widow if it meant that they could get her stuff. And their prayers are not pious. Their prayers are filled with pretense, deceitful, a way to try to manipulate God if they could do that and get what they want out of it. Those are their motives. Their motives are not brotherly affection. Their motives are not biblical aptitude. Their motives are not basic authenticity. Their motives are for themselves. And what you find at the end of verse number 47, that is not acceptable to God. And it is not approved by God. He says, these will receive greater condemnation. Why? Because they had access, they had knowledge, they had an ability to know. And they chose the stuff rather than Jesus. You say that you are Jesus' disciple. Check your motives. Make sure that it is done with brotherly love. To bring soup. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of fun with that and made a lot of fun of it about wanting to beat that other church. And I still do in my heart. <laughs> but, in, but in reality, we should just want to help people. Right? Make sure that it's done out of brotherly love. Make sure that what you do is done with the knowledge of the Scriptures. That you, spending time with God in His Word every day, reveals to you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Live that way. Live with those biblical convictions. And just make sure that you're real. You know, nobody likes a fraud. And a lot of times people can see it from a mile away. Just don't let that be you. Ready? Jesus, 
we do want to be your followers, your disciples. You really are our teacher. We want to learn from you. We yield to you our preconceptions. We forfeit our pretense. We simply yield ourselves before you today that we may live in the power of the Spirit that you provide. That we may live according to the Word that you have implanted in our hearts. That we might demonstrate the same love for others that you have demonstrated for us. May the love of Christ constrain us to do what we do. Father, we bless you. In these moments, we yield to you, knowing that any of these areas that I need help with, that I can ask you for it. So we give to you our altar tonight. We give you this invitation time. Pray that you would use it tonight for your own glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. If you need to come to the altar, come on. If I can help you pray about something, I will. You ready? Chomp. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast, and he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here in our Brit David Podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.